Hey, welcome to another episode of Building a Business That Lasts. This is a special episode where I'm doing an interview of an internal team member. Uh, we've kind of mixed the podcast up a little bit now, so there are three styles of episodes. I'm interviewing uh, long-term business owners like I always have. I'm doing some teaching episodes and episodes just like this one where I'm interviewing team members. In the last inter- team member interview, I interviewed Chris Webster, who is our president of the company. And today, uh, I'm interviewing Travis Sutphin, who is our director of development. Welcome, Travis. Thank you. Thank Good you. to see you. Thanks for being on the show absolutely so it's kind of fun because um travis is probably not the like one who wants to be on video <laughs> or audio all the time it's not my comfort point <laughs> but that's okay i think people want to hear i think people want to hear some of the inside stories you know and that's kind of why i want to do these episodes is to peel the curtain back a little bit mm-hmm. and give people i don't know like a little reality like on facebook and instagram like everything else it always looks like it's just swimmingly going swimmingly well right it hasn't always been that way. No, it has not. <laughs> so when I hired you originally, um, just to give people a little context, uh, we've probably been in business for, how long have you been here? Six years. Six years. Yeah, wow. So at that point, I'd been in business like, I don't know, 14, 15 years, quite a while. And I was managing a lot of development myself with outside contractors and things like that. But I needed somebody during the day who actually knew the stuff, <laughs> you know, like actually knew the code. And I don't remember how I, like, how did you even find us? Man, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember that, that, you know, it's, it's one of those stories that, um, it's just amazing when I really think back about it. Um, you know, my wife and I living in West Virginia at, at one point decided that, um, we wanted to live in Florida. Mm. When was the right time? There's never a right time, right. right? To up and move. We have two kids. Um, how old were they then? Um, shoot, uh, TJ was in eighth grade. Jenna was in fourth grade or fifth grade. No, sixth grade. Excuse me. Yeah. So she would move it up to middle school. Um, and it it just came about, we were like, well, if we're going to do it, he's going to high school. She's going to middle school transition years. It's gotta be now or never. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically I just started searching and I looked all over the internet. I applied for as the number of jobs that I applied for were incredible. Uh, and I remember coming across at the time the Design Extensions website. Mm. It had a picture of you and the other five guys or four guys, mm-hmm. um, and thinking like, and I'm not even exaggeration. I thought, wow, that that looks like a fun group of guys. <laughs> it really, really did. Um, it was fun story, back then. True story. Yep, yep. It was a picture of you guys in front of the bench. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it yeah. It was like we, we always joked that was like a boy band photo yeah, back there. That was an Anna Maria yeah, actually. Anna Maria. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Great photo, so. <laughs> I applied, um, and and you you know emailed me back. We discussed it a little bit, and coincidentally enough, we actually were planning on coming to vacation in Jacksonville that year, hmm. and we met at um, uh, the town center, had dinner. Man, your your memory is much better than mine. Yeah. Where did we eat? Uh, you know? That that bison place. Ted's, I thought Ted's I thought that was yeah, it. Ted, Ted like Ted's Montana Grill. That's Ted's what it was. Montana yeah, yeah, yeah. Grill. Yeah, me, you, and the rest of the team. The other guys. That's were there. funny. We would all fit around one table. We all fit around one table. <laughs> Can't do that. I remember now. that. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I met you guys there. We chatted. Uh, I came to your um, your house actually first. I, I came to your house before that when you had the garage apartment. Yeah, my gar- garage, my garage uh, office. Office. Yeah, that's right. Office. Oh my uh, god. We chatted a little bit in there, and we had some conversations. Once I got back to West Virginia, and that yeah, seems like a hundred years ago. It's so long ago, dude. So Plus, you have a son in college now. So. I do. I do. He's a junior at West actually, Virginia. At West Virginia University. That's very proud cool. Mountaineer parent. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very yes, cool. And I'm very proud. So that's that's man, number one. I have a horrible memory. I don't. I don't remember any of that. I couldn't have told that story, but when you retold it, I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Brains are weird. So, weird. so one of the things I think people might be interested in is like building a leadership team, and and really. Um, you know, one of the big transitions for us over the past, 
I don't know, three, four years probably, has mm-hmm. been going from a team of, of a lot of producers, people doing physical work, if you will, the actual ditch diggers sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, to a team of leaders, managers, and strategists. That's kind of our intention. And we still do, we still do plenty of work in-house yep. too, but – you know the, the the goal really is for the internal team to have that you know leadership mentality and you were one of those first people that kind of um, I pushed into that jump and I've tried to do that with other people unsuccessfully and some people I don't think it's right for some people some people no, okay. want to do the stuff right. like they want to write code or they want to design or they want to and there's nothing that's good we need absolutely. people to do that like absolutely. and there's some amazing amazing talent one of actually one of the guys back then. Um, I tried to push him into kind of like a creative director type mm-hmm. role, mm-hmm. and it just exactly. wasn't right for him. Right. He wanted to be a designer, right. and and he's, and he's a great designer. He's, a great designer. he's still great, still. Yep. And um, but you have made that transition now, and and have been for several years. So let's talk about. I'd love you to talk about that transition from my daily responsibilities are primarily writing code, bug fixes, troubleshooting, to now my responsibility is director of development. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big change. And the backstory there is, you know, I, I was a developer for years. Mm-hmm. I wrote the code. I did all of the things. Um, and and back then, um, you know, I would sit down seven hours a day and write code. Right. And it was very focused. I could put my headphones on uh, and I just, just got work done. And mm-hmm. I was normally working on one, maybe two projects at the most. Uh, one person can only do so much, especially right. when you have new applications being rolled out. Um, so initially, yeah, from that transition from actually doing those things and actually sitting there for, for hours a day, kind Mm. of focused on one thing, um, to the director role, which is responsible for many things, Mm -hmm. multiple projects, multiple contractors, multiple internal people. Um, the the transition was, well, it was a slower transition with us, I think, which really, really helped, um, because I, I wasn't a quote unquote manager. Um, right. I mean, I managed all my internal projects, but I didn't have to manage other people uh, as much. Yeah, you almost went through project manager to get to director. Correct. Sort of. Correct. I really, really did. I did. And, and you still um, do some. I mean, you still do quite still a bit do of that. Project to be management honest. daily. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It's part of that. But um, um, as far as the transitions concerned, the differences and 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 you know the things that I learned were great. I mean, you know, there was a lot of uh, trial and error, to be quite honest, you know, just going through the, the uh, processes. But um, being a doer and writing the code versus a, a manager or a leader, uh, very different, mm-hmm. very, very different. Um, and they both have their positives and negatives. Yeah, uh, They both are very hard and very easy in different respects, mm-hmm. totally different respects. Um. But, you know, as far as making that transition, it was really just understanding that um, doing the things and managing the things, you know, they were different. And I yeah. had, to, had to, you know, have that mindset. Um, but I think coming from, from a development background was good because I understood. Yeah, that's why I like from. that. Do, yeah. do you feel like there was a loss in that? Like, like I want to mean by that is like when you're the one who's like making the thing, there's some element to, cause I've done a lot of those things. Like there's some elements like I actually yeah. designed that. Yeah. I actually coded that. Like I built a thing. I was never attached okay. to, to that end product that That's much. probably a personality difference between me it and was, you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, it was still a, a piece of code that did some work. Right. Um, it's not like, and I get what you're saying, like from a design, especially from a designer aspect yeah. or. I feel you know, a lot of ownership over ownership it. of it. I never really felt that type of ownership. Huh. I'm just very proud of it. Yeah, yeah. I took a lot of uh, pride in it. 
Um, but once it was done, it was done. Yeah. I go on to the next project hmm. um, for that. That's interesting because that's just different, totally different for me. And that's a good example of where like personalities totally. play because you and I have personalities are like probably polar opposite, polar opposites, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, one, one thing I thought people would find interesting is, you know, like I said, on on the on on the Facebook and on the Instagram, everything always seems like it's running swimmingly well. Yeah. And, you know, we've been in business for 23 years. When you mm-hmm. were hired here, it was design extensions. Now we're known as business builders. So people that are listening to the podcast and go, well, hold on, what is this design extensions? I'm used to just listing to building a business that lasts. Actually, Hannah, the other day, my Hannah's my executive assistant, and she was like, you know, you keep talking about design extensions and business builders, but people listening to the podcast don't necessarily even know about that. And I was like, well, that's a good point. Mm. And so the agency that we run is now called business builders, which aligns really more with the podcast. And that that's why I'm doing some of these internal interviews, yeah. because I think that, you know, it's not just about the leader, like, and when I say the leader, I mean like the leader. So like, you know, Apple, like Tim Cook, you know, right. like he can make any decision pretty much at Apple and it's going to be it unless the it's, board of directors fires them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that internally what I've realized is one of the greatest values for me is creating some level of, you know, sort of ownership internally where 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 the where you have like you're responsible for the development department. I mean, half the development, not half, like 90 Five percent of the time, I don't even know what's happening on those projects, and I shouldn't, frankly. So that's been a big transition for us because there was a time where, frankly, I certainly thought this, and you probably thought it too. Like we weren't sure the development was going to work. Like here, uh, we had that conversation. Yeah. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, back in twenty, gosh, it was probably sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Um, You know, we were going through some very tough times as far as what we were doing, how we were doing it. and we we did have that conversation of it, like, should we even be doing this? Or yeah. Is this you know, is this right for us? Are we the right people to do it? Um, but uh, you know, that's probably 2016, 2017, something like that. Seventeen, so. I think so. Yeah, which we were just over like a million dollars at that point. Mm-hmm. So I always say, like, most companies, most small businesses can wing it, depending on the size, like to about a million dollars and and about ten people. And we were right at that point. Right. And I think we were just hitting those stress points where oh, big time. things that used to work when you just winged it worked, and now they don't work anymore because right. the projects are too big right. or too complicated or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but I'm really proud of what we ended up doing because you know we 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 kind of took a step back, we kind of analyzed what we did wrong, right, and what we could do better, and and at that point we decided that we wanted to do it, yeah, and we're going to make it right, and that's what we did, and uh, I'm very proud of where we've come. Me too. All since then. It's, yeah. And I think that's like a lesson for everybody. Like when you're going through tough seasons, it's easy to think like, this might not work. And, and there are, there are, th- there are times where things need to die. Mm-hmm. Like there, Absolutely. there, there services need to die. Products need to die. And sometimes businesses even need to die. Like it's, it's not always true that you just always keep going. Right. But I think in that season, we, we were able to step back enough and kind of look at the big picture and go, I think this can work. Mm-hmm. Like we just have to get the right pieces in place. And so this wasn't really specific to development. It was the company as a whole. But one of the big, big things that we have done over the last, you know, three, four or five years is really put kind of an operating system in place internally. Right. So the book that that's based off of, some of you may have heard of it. I've talked about it before. It's called Traction by uh, Gino Wickman. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. So talk a little bit about like, how that's changed us when we brought in a consultant, mm-hmm. you know, to help do the kind of the initial days and like, just talk about that idea a little bit. Yeah. I think the EOS has been huge for us. Traction in general. Um, it, it really provides us a great, great uh, guideline for how we do not only our day to day, but, you know, uh, planning out year, three year, 10 year plans. 
uh, working backwards from those and actually having a plan of how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the EOS in and of itself is um, is just that it's the operating system on how we run our business and how uh, if you follow it, you know, it not only helps you with with a vision, but it helps you with people. It helps you um, understand the data, uh, the processes behind it, uh, and how all those things come together um, to uh, to slowly get traction, right? And yeah, slowly, exactly. Slowly. For lack of a better and, term, and, and it's amazing because sometimes we talk about that, and it's like it, things just start to happen. Yeah, and, and for the good because what we've done is actually taken. We have our, our level ten meeting once a week. We never miss that level ten meeting. Level ten meeting and EOS and traction uh, is a leadership meeting that we do every week. At two o'clock on Thursdays, mm-hmm. right? No exceptions. Yep. <laughs> and and if you, but if you had told me like two years, th- well, well, sorry, more than that now. But if you told me five years ago that we were going to have a meeting every single week and we we're going to spend an hour and a half hour on half. it, yep. I'd been like, that is a total waste, <laughs> waste of time, time. <laughs> and I'm not doing that. Right. And I was wrong. Right. Yeah, and it is. I think it is the most valuable hour and a half that we spend uh, together in a week because you know when we're going through, you know, we go through our scorecard, uh, which we all of our financials. We we see what's going on on a week to week basis. We don't wait for a month or mm-hmm. for our accountant to send us some information. We're looking at it on a week to week basis, and we we track our numbers, um, which means that we can make adjustments or we can see what's going on or where things need to be adjusted on a weekly basis. Um, much quicker. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about issues, right? We, we right. have our big issues list. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small. Um, but we have the issues that the company needs to be, you know, we need to discuss as a company and how we're going to resolve those and what we're going to do to make it better. Um, and even through traction, you know, and this is all traction oriented, right? This is all what traction talks right. about. And um, traction talks about rocks, right? We have our quarterly rocks. Every, every three months we get together as a team. Uh, we create company rocks, individual rocks, department rocks. And, the purpose of all of those is to um, to hit our one year goal, right? Right. It's like how what are we doing this quarter to hit our one year goal, and our one year goal leads to our three year goal to our ten year plan or vision. I forget what they call a ten year. Yeah, ten year vision. I 10-year think vision. I think yeah, in the book. But um, uh, so all that you know, we do all of that, and and it's it is amazing to me, um, because I've never been you know, it's it's amazing to me because we we take the little steps each day. Yeah. And we consistently do it. And it's amazing, like, where we've come from in the last, well, three years, I think we've done it. Yeah, three something years, like that. Three, four years. Which is pretty well. Going through traction in the last three years where we've come, how much, how much clear everything is, yeah. right? I mean, not, not everything's perfect by no means. Is it perfect? But we consistently know where we're, we're um, falling off, where we need to improve, where we're doing good, but we can do better. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Tra- traction to me is like the... Um, I don't know. It's it's amazing. It's a godsend. It is a godsend. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And it's I think the scoreboard thing is so, so important for people. You know, for anybody that's listening, if you don't have a scorecard scoreboard, scorecard that you're tracking on really a weekly basis, weekly basis, some of the biggest key metrics, you're you're putting yourself at risk. And I think that's one of the biggest things that gave us well, I don't know if comfort's the right word. It wasn't very comfortable, but it gave us some level of sanity through the whole pandemic. Well, I feel like we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but it gave us some level of sanity because we we knew our numbers, right? And we knew what had to be where, when, and we and we knew when things started turning red that we were running into trouble, and right. and we had to make adjustments in order to do that. And, and I think the best thing about a scorecard like that is just so predictive. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I'd love for you to talk about because you're much more like 
you know, task-driven, systems-driven, process-driven than I am by a long shot. And so if anything, we both probably fall off opposite side of the cliff. So I'm like, nah, we don't need any process, you know, and you're like, mm, let's know every single detail. And so that, that tension is really valuable. Absolutely. Um, is like, you're going to fight for, well, we need to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, that's way too much detail. And at some point, we, we should argue over that. That's right. We should disagree mm-hmm. and we should come to some kind of conclusion. But I'd love to hear from you, like thinking about some of the areas where, because right now we're kind of in a tightening season. We kind of had all these processes. Now we're starting to kind of tighten some of them we up. Are. We're kind That's of cleaning right. them up yep, a little bit. Yep. So talk about that a little bit, the different tools that we use. You know, people probably be interested to know, like, what kind of tools do we use internally to track things, manage things, keep, you know, store things. Yeah. People yeah. probably interested so, in that. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the two biggest tools that we use um, are teamwork, uh, and that's our project management uh, CRM, I guess mm-hmm. it would be considered, uh, and Google Drive. Uh, and that's where we keep all of the files and all the documents. <clears throat> um, and, and teamwork is, is one that we've, we've really done a lot to um, try to streamline as, as a company and, and how everyone uses it mm-hmm. and try to make sure that everybody's kind of on the same page. But, um, you know, teamwork and, and, um, and the Google Drive together, storing all the files in a, in a known place where everybody can find them. Um, we actually have a specific folder within the uh, Google Drive just for team members. And I think that's very important because, you know, when, whether it's a new team member or someone who might not know how you um, name things, they can go to that folder and they can actually see, like, these are our processes. This is how we do things. Right. Uh, I need somebody to, to name them for me because you I can't. someone to name them for you. That's right. Because <laughs> I can't follow the yellow brick road. Jay, where is that Here's file? an outline of exactly how you do it, Jay. Yeah, I don't know how to no, do that. No, no, no. That's too complicated. Um, but yeah, I am very process driven. I, I find that, like, for me, I, I really want, what I want to do is the easiest thing that's right. the most efficient thing. Right. And and what I try to do is continuously nip at that a little bit until it's getting to the point where I can't make it any easier, but it's still efficient. Right. Uh, and, and the Google Drive is a great example of that. All of our files are stored in there, and there's a lot of files that we have. Now we've got them split up into departments, and we have, you know, administrative. Um, and like I talked about a minute ago, that the team member folder specifically. So any team member, we have, you know, new hire coming in. Uh, they know they can go look at that one folder. And find, you know, our processes, our email, uh, how we do our emails, uh, out of office notifications, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And that stuff's constantly changing. Absolutely. Because I always say that the only reason we should do something the way we've always done it is if it's still the best way. Absolutely. And if we got a better way, we should change it. We should do it the better way. The thing that really is like standing out to me in my head right now, like as we as we talk, is the tension between like the way you like to do things and the way that I want to do things. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are slow, methodical and detailed. I am fast, not methodical and <laughs> not detailed. Um, and yet both of those things are necessary. They are. They right? absolutely are. Yeah. And I, I think we do a great job of that to, to, um, you know, like you said, we, there's tension. Yeah, there should and be, there should be. And even our personalities, I'm, I'm a C on the disc, you're a D mm-hmm. and knowing that, you know, the disc profile is, is very uh, valuable because I know based on that, what your personality is, right. what you need at the same time, you know what mine is and what my needs are. And we can actually meet in the middle and I can move a little faster mm-hmm. and you can give me a little more detail. That's right. And when we do that and we know that, um, I mean, that, that's why I've been here for six years with you. Right. <laughs> because we have that tension, but we still work through it. Right. And we come up with a resolution. But I think this is really important for people to hear because I think many times in organizations, the desire 
is the stated desire is to remove tension within an organization. Right. And I think right. number one, we have like a really good time. We have a yeah. lot of fun. We get to do like annual workations and Taco Tuesdays and <laughs> drink in the office and do whatever we want. Like we have a good yeah. time, oh, yeah. for sure. But like that tension is is necessary. It really is. Like, and I I heard this analogy one time. Um, there's probably other ones that are even better. But I think it was Andy Stanley, and he was talking about removing tension in an organization. He said one of the things that makes us the most powerful creature creature on earth is not just our brains and our spoken ability and all that. It actually is like one of the littlest things is the tension that we're able to create between our thumb and our index finger. Mm-hmm. And because we can create this mm-hmm. tension, we can grasp things. And because we can grasp them. We can write, and because we can grasp them, we can do we can do all kinds of things right. that other creatures actually cannot do. Like dolphins, allegedly, are very smart creatures, but they don't have hands. Like that's a real problem, <laughs> right. yeah. you know. Yeah. And if they did, maybe they would build civilizations. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not that smart, but yeah. but I think that that tension is something people should think about um, as it relates to hiring team members. Because for me, I would say that in general, the vast majority of the team, like. Um, in in meetings or planning for projects actually really agitate me a lot, like from a personal standpoint. But that's because it's grading against my nature. Right. And my Absolutely. nature is, well, why can't we just do this right now? Like, yeah. why can't it be done today? You know, and and even even prepping for this podcast, like, you know, your your inclination and even Carrie's who I'm interviewing later is, you know, to message me. Both of you messaged me yesterday <laughs> and we're hey. like, Hey, what's the plan for the podcast tomorrow? And I'm like, well, we're going to sit down, put the microphone in front of us and press record. And, and to me, that's normal. Like right. that, that's actually how I prefer it. If it's too planned, I'll actually struggle with it. Well, and I tried to meet you in the middle there. You yeah, know, I appreciated that. Because what I did was I asked for just a general guideline. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just give me a head, give me a heads up what we're going to talk about. I know. Right? So there you go. That's and that's fair. Example. And, and, and even in like, even in times where I need feedback from you, like I know that like, I can't just be like, hey, Travis, what do you think about this? Like, that's not, you need time to go, hey, you know what? Let me think about that a little mm-hmm. bit. And I mean, that's how my wife is too. Like, she's like, well, hold, hold, hold on, slow down. Let me let me just think about this for right. a minute. And, and, I think and there's great important. care in that. Yeah, that's you know? very important because you need, as as the visionary of the company, you need things to move forward. Right. Um, but at the same time, you need things done right. That's right. And, you know, just because you move fast doesn't mean you do them wrong. It just means that maybe things are missed. Yes. Uh, so when we can meet in the middle. Yeah. Things just work out so much better because we're still driving your vision, but we're doing it in a more methodical way. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun conversation as I think back over just what we've talked about. You know, you had a vi- you and Kathy had a vision to move to Florida and here you are living that beach life and, you know, toes loving in the it. sand and loving, loving it. it. And and then you still got one foot in West Virginia with TJ going back there now and, and always, family, family and friends, obviously. Here. That's Absolutely. right. That's right. And then, you know, just thinking about that transition of, you know, me needing to hire somebody who had more expertise than you making that transition to director and then mm-hmm. us figuring out things that didn't work and then traction. Like if, if anything, I hope people get something out of these conversations, but it's also really encouraging to me because I get to think back over, oh, no. you know, the last funny. conversation That's with Chris, funny. you know, we talked thought back over 11 years, yeah. you know, and then we're talking about over six years, which feels like a hundred. Really um, and man, things still aren't perfect, but they're really good. I'm really thankful to have you on the team and thanks for you willing to, Step out of your comfort zone and be on the podcast. I loved it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
All right, everybody that's listening, thanks for being on another episode of Building a Business That Lasts. I hope you've enjoyed this internal conversation, a peek inside of Business Builders, the agency that is responsible for this podcast and my book and I guess me. I guess the agency is responsible for me. I don't know. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find it online at businessblds.com. Business Builders uh, Agency is uh, really focused on helping other people grow their business, which is also the intent of this podcast. Until next time, be well. See you soon.